Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12.2 This is Resistance and Reformation on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. One of the great American pioneer preachers, Samuel Doak, crossed over the Appalachian Mountains to the Tennessee wilderness in 1777. He became one of the most renowned men in the history of the Western frontier. The Scots-Irish Presbyterian had studied at Princeton and then served on the faculty of that college, ordained by the energetic Hanover Presbytery of Virginia. He traveled with the earliest pioneers of the Western frontier into the Watauga Settlement, one of the first communities established on the west side of the Appalachian Range. Shortly after he arrived, he happened upon some men who were felling trees. Learning that he was a minister, they requested him to preach to so many of them as could be assembled immediately. He complied, using his horse for a pulpit and the shady grove for a sanctuary. They entreated the preacher to tarry for a time with them. He yielded to their entreaty, and this eventually led to his settlement among them. It would be the first church of the West, the first of seven churches that he would plant in the region. Loving an educated ministry, the settlers of the Watauga welcomed Doak with open arms. He trained and discipled young men and women, offering wise and godly counsel to the leaders of what would ultimately become the fledgling state of Franklin. Doak built schools with the same industry with which he pioneered churches. In 1783, he secured a charter for a classical school, the first literary institution of the West, which would eventually become Washington College and was the impetus behind the establishment of the University of Tennessee, perhaps Doak's greatest legacy. Doak seemed to have a knack for being at the right place at the right time. On September the 26th, 1780, just before the famous battle at King's Mountain during the American War for Independence, the local militia mustered at Sycamore Shoals to prepare for the engagement. Before the men marched into the pages of history, Doak was asked to preach a sermon to the ragtag army of patriot farmers and frontiersmen. He spoke beyond the immediate occasion and captured what some have called the American spirit, that broader sense of the divine destiny of the nation. It is not hard to picture the faces of those buckskinned volunteers, many standing with their families, hearts stirred by the power of their pastor's words. My countrymen, you are about to set out on an expedition which is full of hardships and dangers, but one in which the Almighty will attend you. The mother country 
has her hands upon you, these American colonies, and takes that for which our fathers planted their homes in this wilderness, our liberty. Taxation without representation and the quartering of soldiers in the homes of our people without their consent are evidence that the crown of England would take from its American subjects the last vestige of freedom. Your brethren across the mountains are crying like Macedonia unto your help. God forbid that you shall refuse to hear and answer their call, but the call of your brethren is not all. The enemy is marching hither to destroy your homes. Brave men, you're not unacquainted with battle. Your hands have already been taught to war and your fingers to fight. You have wrested these beautiful valleys of the Holston and Watauga from the savage hand. Will you tarry now? until another enemy carries fire and sword to your very doors? No, it shall not be. Go forth then in the strength of your manhood to the aid of your brethren, the defense of your liberty, and the protection of your homes, and may the God of justice be with you and give you victory. Then, With hats removed, heads bowed, each family huddled tightly together, the men heard Doak lift up a prayer that men destined for battle would quote for generations to come. Almighty and gracious God, thou hast been the refuge and strength of thy people in all ages. In time of sorest need, We have learned to come to thee, our rock and our fortress. Thou knowest the dangers and snares that surround us on march and in battle. Thou knowest the dangers that constantly threaten the humble but well-beloved homes which thy servants have left behind them. O in thine infinite mercy, Save us from the cruel hand of the savage, hand of the tyrant. Save the unprotected homes while fathers and husbands and sons are far away, fighting for freedom and helping the oppressed. Thou, who promised to protect the sparrow in its flight, keep ceaseless watch by day and by night over our loved ones. The helpless woman and the little children we commit to thy care. Thou wilt not leave them or forsake them in times of loneliness and anxiety and terror. O God of battle, arise in thy might. Avenge the slaughter of thy people. Confound those who plot for our destruction. Crown this mighty effort with victory and smite those who exalt themselves against liberty and justice and truth. Help us as good soldiers to wield the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. Amen. Doak then led them in lustily singing an old Celtic battle psalm. With the sword of the Lord and of Gideon as their battle cry, 
and the lilt of the psalter pacing their hearts, the Tennessee Volunteers decisively defeated British forces in 65 minutes. It proved to be one of the most significant victories in the Southern and Western theater of the War for Independence and virtually assured General Washington's eventual triumph at Yorktown. A beautiful picture of both resistance and reformation. I'm George Grant on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. For more information and for resources, go to georgegrant.net or adoringgod.org.